Education of our children doesn't begin and end at academia. There is a spiritual responsibility on each parent and teacher to nurture and train a young soul spiritually. This is called Chinuch. Join Rabbi G every Monday at 2 p.m. as he explores education and Chinuch for parents and teachers. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. 101.9 We are back, I'd love to say, as we do every Monday between 2 to 3, but you guys know it's not accurate because we had quite a few break of a few weeks in the past few weeks. Uh, we weren't here, but we are back. Back to start a new term, back to start a new academic school year, back to start and get back to all the commitments, promises, things we thought we'll do after holidays. So, yeah, it's now after holidays. So... A lot talking, a lot happening today about in the show. And when I say a lot, it's actually less guests than usual, but a lot of what to talk about. Uh, so that's coming up later, uh, with Nomi Shower. I'm not even going to try to describe what she does at this point because it, we're going to be covering so many topics and important things that we're going to leave it for now. Beforehand, I'm going to just chat about something amazing that's happening around the world and happening here and just a bit of my thoughts about it, and obviously, as always, love to hear your thoughts about it. The three four five one nine is the SMS line, or zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine on Telegram, or just call in if you want to. Zero one zero one four zero three zero two zero. So many ways to connect. Feel free to do so. So, before we go into the topic, as you know. This is the show where we talk about anything important, how to make the world a better place, how to make us better people, how to influence ourselves, our families, our communities, just make the world the place we want it to be. And we'd love it to be. And it's happening. And we're going to get to the people that actually make it happen. Beforehand, a very big day coming up in Joburg this week, actually. Those of you who have followed the massive cycle of Dafayomi, which has ended about two months, two weeks ago, and has been throughout the whole world. Celebrations, if we talk about, uh, and I even go with United States, MetLife Stadium that had 95,000 people, and they didn't know what to do with their additional 20,000, so they opened up another stadium. And every city in the world, Europe, Israel, and South Africa is happening this week in another two days. And it's been amazing just to see something that happens every seven and a half years. So we don't see it that often, but we see it. And it's every time fascinating to watch, discuss, and more than everything, anything to be part. And that's what I'm going to share in two separate thoughts that I had around that. The first one, I'm sure you've got it. I mean, if you're on WhatsApp, but I'm going to read it anyways, because it's interesting and important in my opinion. And as you know, on the show, I give my opinion. Uh, but if you want to give yours, 34519 is the SMS line. 061 is the telegram. One of the, the, the events took place in England, a few of them. And one of them was, if I recall, probably was in Manchester. And the event was actually one, not the biggest, but it draw a lot of attention throughout the world because I'm going to read to you a letter in short that was sent by the manager of the stadium. And she writes, it's 2 a.m. now. And I just got back from the event that I had in Siyumashas. 
and I want to thank on behalf of the team. I most, ex- uh, I want to express uh, her appreciation. Uh, you know what? If you want the full letter, I will send it to you. Just send me an SMS at 34519 and I'll make sure you get it or 0618951019 on Telegram and you will get the full letter. In the meantime, I'll just cut it short. And she says like this. She writes that they ticked in the entrance 6,748 tickets that entered the room. Not including VIP that came in from a different side, not including workers, volunteers, crew, anybody who had connected. So we're talking about a lot of thousands of people. And this is three points that she raises in her letter. Number one, and I'll read word to word. We have security on board. Uh, sorry, we have a security copper board in which we allow guests to deposit anything deemed dangerous or inappropriate. At an event this size, we would normally Seize anything between 700 to 1,008 items. Tonight, we held nothing. That was number one. She said that she's never seen before. Number two, there was not a single incidence of drunkenness, boosterous, or rowdy behavior. Not a single one. I have been at the arena for 28 months and, uh, and managed over 300 events and that, in that time, never have I had no incidents? And number three, she writes, all the team were blown away by the amount of thank yous that we received at the end of the evening. I actually thought everyone had been instructed to do so, which is obviously heard it was not the situation. And she goes on and on about how she's upset that the next time will be only in seven and a half years from now. But it was an amazing event. And it's something that influences everybody. So if you're part of the Siyomashas cycle, or if you're not part of the Siyomashas cycle, anything you do, it's coming up in Joburg in two weeks. And you want to try? Do you want to be part for one day? Do you want to be part for a week? I've had a connection, which I'll show you shortly, about a group in the United States of people who took on one week out of the seven and a half years. And we just fin- completed that week. I met people that finished the cycle now, but they committed only to one week seven and a half years ago. I met people that committed to two months. Everybody has their share. Don't give it up. The second point, which I got to share with you, which kind of scared me, even though we all know this. this. I took upon myself an interesting project, and I know that we live in a world that it's very hard to keep up with the daf. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour to do it. So together with a few friends, I started sending out every day a 15-minute summary of the daf. I sent it on WhatsApp. I advertised it on my status, and I asked a few friends from different places to do it. Within two weeks, we are standing now in the project with close to 50,000 subscribers in seven different languages. In English, we way past 3,000 learners haven't invested, haven't advertised, just put on the status. That's not what I'm scared the biggest issue I had is, although I'm getting thousands of messages, um, a lot of people message me privately. And I got a WhatsApp from a boy in New York, 15-year-old. He says, hi, I'm 15 years old, and I want to know if this group is appropriate for me to join. That was his first question. He blew me away on many levels. Number one, that he even asked that. I don't know how many kids today that are 15 would ask before they join a group, is it appropriate? Number two that I was quite surprised is that he didn't even consider, because my reply was, 
I think it's okay, but I won't let you in the group without consulting with your parents. Ask your parents. And he didn't even get it. Now, we're talking about a boy who is brave enough to ask, is this appropriate? And still, he didn't even occur to him, and he didn't understand what I want when I said, ask your parents if it's okay, which was another alarming situation. And number three, how fast things go and how anybody can be on anything and any time. I know we've spoken about it. I know we know it. Just be aware. Be aware. If if anybody's on social media, if your child is there, make sure. Just worry about your child. It is not a simple situation. Those are my two thoughts about the seal mashas that came into place. Please, if you have anything that you think you want to share, you've experienced, you have a thought about it, 34519 is SMS line, 61 895 Moving forward, I have in studio a guest who, in our last meeting, was able to prove to me that everything is possible. Any situation that seems impossible, she had a solution for, she had an answer for, something she's dealing with. She's been many years in the service of the community, many years in service with people that can use her service, people with special needs, people that have um, different challenges in life, uh, different disabilities, and she's always there. And now she came together with a project of getting many, many of the charity organizations together, together and just making South Africa a place that every challenge can be solved. We need to start talking about this urgently because there are so many hopes and dreams and thoughts for the coming school year. However, just like all of you that are going to have to wait, we do have to go for an ad break. And when we come back, we will go right into the interview with no introductions. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuth Rabaji, a short break, and we will be right back. Chai FM, your station of choice since 2008. Good afternoon, Naomi Shower. Good afternoon, Rabbi G. Okay, educator, teacher, a leader of organization, founder and CEO of um, it, Context, right? Connect. Connect, connect, sorry, connect, <laughs> right. Um, uh, you know what, so much, I'm just going to go ahead. Let's start a bit about Connect. What is Connect? So Connect was born from... 20 years of being in the NGO space, uh, coming from an educating perspective, coming from a social work perspective, working within a protected employment where people who can't work on the open labor market go into these workshops um, to earn a bit of money and be stimulated. So I worked a bit with the government. And then in the last two years of my job, I was doing programs and stimulation for the residents of the Hevra Kadisha, mainly in the mental health facilities. And just from my learnings there and being able to see what could be with great resources. So Birth Connect. It's spelt wrong, but it stands for charitable opportunities, networking, employability, connecting kindness with technology. Hearing all that, spelling wrong is not such a bad (laughs) thing, especially if it's open for everybody. But okay. So that is where you bring your expertise into the program. And I, we spoke about that the the program has so many elements to it. I want to start with the one part, and we'll see what we can get to later on, making the impossible happen. 
Okay, we have spoken about finding um, and linking, I'd say, between organizations that are really struggling to get what they need and between people that have the link to help but don't know to who, when, and how. Yeah, that's exactly right. There are a lot of people who want to help and they don't know what to do and where to go. There's also so much need out there. There are thousands and thousands of NGOs, which is a little bit of a show of what the country's lacking, that we need so many organizations to come and help with what the government maybe not being able to do. So the whole idea is definitely trying to look at the resource and skill we have in the sector because we have a lot of people who've been in there for years, who've been fundraising and marketing and teaching and educating and caring, and they all have a lot of skill. So the idea is to bring them together to see what we can do because there's so much power in networking and with the donor fatigue and the way the economy is, there's not a lot of money coming in from corporates and it's a very hard space to be in. So if we can help each other, the charities, the NGOs, the schools, everybody really who's struggling to start talking to each other because, you know, if you've got an organization that is cold in winter and is asking for money for blankets and beanies, when another organization is sitting with possibly wool, sewing machines, knitting needles, and they're not doing anything, why aren't they making the beanies and the blankets for and the other what organizations? And what you have put together before is taking the underprivileged kids that have different challenges and let them actually do it and earn maybe something just a small so they can live, and it's a win-win for everybody. Definitely. You know, the thing is, there's this tagline we're kind of going with, with that which has been discarded by society is actually still useful. And though that sounds like we, we are doing a lot of upcycling and taking trash and turning it into something, but the actual essence of it is the people whose society has just put in boxes, put in institutions. I'm talking about addicts and convicts and people with substance abuse issues and people with disabilities is that we're not geared towards helping them because if you look at the other countries, they're much more forward thinking and South Africa is very behind. So there's not a lot of accessibility and you don't really have a job even if you have a degree. So people who have this limitation have an extra limitation by the fact that the country is not actually doing what it needs to do. So they they basically don't even have a chance. No. I mean, we're talking about uh, people with a skill and potential with uh, who are bored. We've got a massive unemployment problem, but we have a lot of people who are doing nothing. What if we got together and created something that could uplift the country? What if these people were making educational materials out of trash? Which, I know we need to end off this part of it, but it leads me directly into another thing that we spoke about, which I think is crucial. And I wanted to take it to um, all the moms and fathers that are listening and driving, and we're all tuned into the show. And I know this is not yet the time that we take the kids and lifts from school. It is from next week. But we all are tuned into this topic. And many times I find um, parents struggling with being trapped trapped in the feeling that they don't have the sources, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the information. How can we use this method, or more likely, how are you using this method in actually giving um, strength to the people? And even the people that are just, we say just being a parent, although we know just being a parent uh, intolerant so many skills of uh, psychology and technical and driving and everything to believe in themselves and to actually use their resource. 
Well, I think just in terms of how we're working, obviously Connect now has a massive network only in three months since leaving my job. Have I met over a 100 people who are on our site? I'm also on um, Angel Network, on Charities for Change. So we're like speaking to a lot of people, which means there's a lot of resource. So if mothers and parents would find other parents to connect with, to share their issues, because we're all actually going through the same thing. We all want to be the perfect parent. No one really wants to complain that their child isn't or isn't yeah. doing well. We're all unique like everybody else. We're all unique like everybody else. But the, mm-hmm. the same issues occur in families, and people are struggling with how to deal with a toddler that doesn't want to listen and is taking over the house. How do we deal with that? Um, we want to be able to assist people in between their sessions if they're managing to go and see someone. What do they need to be doing in between? What are, what is working? I have a three and a five year old, both boys. Been trying to implement some of what I've learned. Sounds an easy challenge. <laughs> okay. But I'm in yeah, in in our house, uh, the boys we do not shout, we do not scream, we do not hit. We do not put into a corner. We do not humiliate. The listeners don't know this, but my son is on holiday sitting right next to you. And you're listening to what she says? Looking you straight in the eye. Okay, we don't shout. We don't scream. We don't be cornered. Go ahead. Uh, and <laughs> if you come to my house, maybe one day you will. But most uh-huh. people who leave. <laughs> Look at that smile. Okay. Always comment on your children are so well behaved. Okay. And a big part of it for me is the positive reinforcement. So it might or might not work for someone else, but imagine if I was on a group of mothers who were struggling with children that age, that I could just tell them what I did. Uh, I can give you an example, if that's Go all right. Go ahead, yes. Uh, on our way somewhere, our five-year-old son mentioned because something. Because we're talking about networking, I'll give, give me the example. Yeah. In the meantime, anybody of the listeners that you have an example like that, 34519 is the SMS line, 0618951019, or even call 0101403020. Give us an example from your life and see how you can influence the world in an amazing way. What's your example? Well, children learn best, A, when they're having fun, and B, when it's something that they can remember. Now, if you think of a nursery rhyme, it's in a song. We don't really need to remember that the blind mice had their tails cut off because it's not actually helpful. But if you can sing or chant what you want to your children, it's very helpful. So in our example, our son was uh, had made a mistake. And we told him, no, my boy, that's not right, and this is the right thing. And he looked really upset about the fact that he made a mistake. He was sulking. And we thought about this as a a learning opportunity. And we started to talk about the fact that he feels funny inside when he makes a mistake. And his tummy doesn't feel nice. And maybe he feels a bit embarrassed. And that's okay because that's how we learn. And in order for him to get the message across, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to make a mistake. And even my three-year-old is now saying it with his cute little, okay, make a mistake. You know, he's okay. still, he's getting it. But better yet, after two days of whenever we made a mistake, took chant as well to show that actually it's okay. Did he get it? He said, mommy, it's okay to make a mistake. What a joy. That's amazing and fascinating. And I'll tell you why I'm so uh, um, impressed with what you're talking about. Because the example you brought, I'm assuming that almost every one of our listeners heard you now and says, I know how to do that. I I can do that myself. It makes sense. Every mother would do that. And almost the same amount of people, when their child would be sulking, wouldn't know what to do. So we all have that information, but we all, not all, a lot of us don't know how to use it. So creating the platform of just having this 
these examples in, in a handy situation, a handy place, then we are able to just, when we're overwhelmed and stuck with our child, to just pull it out and get that information. So on a practical level, what platform do you have for mothers and for parents to actually share this kind of support and information towards each other? Well, I, you know, some people need to just look around them because the resource and the skill is there. You probably know a teacher or a social worker or somebody. And if not, maybe you need to be looking out for maybe those people know. in the community. But yeah. for me, it's about starting your own connect network. Um, I, I'm happy to have anybody who wants to be a part of my network on there. And anybody who wants to probably email me, it might be easier to discuss that they'd like some information. I've actually started three or four different ones because it can be chaotic. I don't want people to have to mute the yeah, groups. exactly. But we have a group of um, protected workshops. We have a group of government officials. We have a group of uh, people in the art um, therapy world. And when something's applicable to each of them, I will post to them what is applicable. Okay, so if any of the listeners want to be part of your groups, they could just send an SMS to the radio now. 34519 is the SMS line. Or 061-895-1019. And we are talking to Nomi Shower, who is a educator and social worker and um, founder and I guess CEO, right? Yeah. The boss. The boss. Of uh, Connect, which is exa- does exactly these kinds of things. Okay, so we spoke about the concept of taking the knowledge, taking the information, and finding a solution. Now, when you talk about these solutions, you're making it sound so simple. How come it's not so simple in reality? I think there's challenges through every instance, and everybody's situation is going to be unique. We're not going to get an instant response from it's okay to make a mistake if the child has been feeling like a failure or making mistakes and getting a different response. It's definitely going to take time, as it does to learn anything. I, I do believe that it's possible. I believe that people are struggling even though we are so connected by technology. It's actually disconnecting us from each other. So if we can find a way to use technology, because it ain't going anywhere, to yeah. better our lives. I hope it did. But and there is so much information out there, it becomes overwhelming. So you can choose to listen to whomever you decide. But if something becomes valuable to you and the message you're getting is working, you're going to want to keep going that way. I have worked with people who literally... I don't want to be say thrown away because it sounds awful, but literally left at an organization because the family couldn't care for them and didn't know what to do. And every birthday that passed, they weren't there. And when somebody found a way to see the potential in them and let them do work or be a part of something, so did their quality of life change because everybody deserves a chance. So let, I want to challenge that on the, on the level of connection and and where the gap in the discussion in, in the community is happening. At, in my practice as well, uh, we have quite a few kids that have challenges in different levels. And I come across quite, a, quite often with kids that have different disabilities, different challenges, uh, different communication issues. And within my work, I could say from the last week, I've had numerous messages from young teenagers who are in gap year, who has just finished school, a bit older, that have contacted me privately. They even had to put an effort to get my phone number. Okay, it's not like they I approached them. They approached me and they looked for my number 
and said, Hi, I heard of what you do. I'd like to volunteer an hour a week. I'd like to volunteer twice a week. I'd like to volunteer with my friends once a month. Okay? At the same time, I'm having discussions with the families that some of them are feeling very lonely, very isolated, very ununderstood by the community, very un, that the community is very unapproachable for their kids. Where's the gap coming from and how can we overcome it? Because both sides are, are, want this connection. It's just not happening. I think some of it is just in every culture, you know, you see other mothers and other families just, they seem to be getting it right and they're happy on Facebook and life seems great, but no one really knows what goes on behind those doors. And everyone's a little bit afraid to say that they're struggling. And if you go to a social worker, if you can afford a psychologist, it's the in-between. But how about to your friends? No, of course. Come to your friends. friends and say, I need help. That's I difficult to say, though. Friend, so how do we – And so if you identify a friend that wants to help, or how – what are we going to tell the friends now that want to help that are too embarrassed to approach their friends? And I get that a lot. I have a friend that has a child with a certain issue. I'd love to help her. I'd love to volunteer. I'm scared. And you know, sometimes people can be too pushy. And maybe sure, sometimes sure. We, we need to stay away. And and I always tell people, I don't like walking down pick and pay or a kosher world and meeting a grandmother saying, oh, I hear you're treating my niece's grandson. How's mm. I, I don't answer. But at the same time, how do we build this gap? And before you answer, I am going to ask the listeners because I think that's a very major important discussion. So 34519 is the SMS line. And 0618951019, what can we do to overcome the gap? And do you think the gap should come over from the people that want to help or the people that need the help or both or neither? What are your thoughts? 34519 or S618951019. Naomi, what's your answer? I believe that as worrying and scary as it is, to be honest, there is nothing that can pull at a heartstring more, I believe, that if you care about someone and they come to you and say, guys, I am really struggling with my son. He seems to be kicking and biting and hurting, and I don't know how to deal with it. I'm at a loss. Any suggestions? So people have gone through different stages with their children and maybe just maybe someone has something to share and add or refer you somewhere. I think that we just so scared to be honest about failing in any way. And it's not failing because we're all struggling. There is no perfect parent. There is no perfect child. We're all doing the best that we can. But for me, the only failure is in no longer trying. So if something isn't working, we need to do something differently. Now, on your topic of volunteering, I think it's an amazing thing, especially for teenagers. I think doing something meaningful and seeing what's out there and raising awareness and also just realizing how good your life actually is when you can see the need out there is a brilliant thing for people to do. And people who are willing to do it, I will find you a place. Which I have to mention that one of the organizations that uh, there's an amazing organization that does it and posts the requests and brings the volunteering together, which are now part with Connect as well. And maybe we should have them here one time, but um, at the same, so you're saying there is available and you're willing to step in and help for that. Definitely. I had somebody via my group message me privately to say she has a son, he's autistic, she's looking for somewhere for him to go. And because of the 20 years of experience and knowledge and databases coming out of my ears, I was able to refer her 
get her a space for him to live as well as somewhere for him to work during the day, which is life-changing. And if I can't help you, I will find someone who will because I truly believe that the resource is just right here in this space and the whole country is actually moving towards this beautiful hashtag I'm staying good things guy movement where we're trying to look at the positive because there really is a lot of negative, but it's about being grateful and being positive. positive. Yes. Okay. So then we have the ability and, and, and you know what? I, I agree with you. I think that we're, it's, we're living in a life in, in a time of living that it's almost too easy. I'd say to find who are the people that can help in what situations because you don't need to need you don't even need a phone book i mean i don't know if the listeners younger than me know what a phone book is but you don't even need a phone book anymore so we are really set and organized in that area so we do have to take another break when we come back i want to hear more about um coming over challenges and let's discuss a bit about um some methods we could use, and it doesn't matter if it's a massive challenge or a small challenge or if it's an educational or emotional, financial, whatever it is, how can we deal and work with that? Any thoughts you have, 34519 is SMS line, 0618951019 is the telegram. Short break, and we will be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Uh, no, we're in the middle of a... Fascinating discussion about where you put this organization getting the skills out there and helping and supporting each other. Do we really have that many organizations here? In the country? In the country, in the city, in the community, overlapping. What's happening? Oh, totally. I think when you realize how many there are, and we're talking about almost a 100,000 organizations that have formed some are legal some illegal some are managed some well some not are managed legal, some are more legal yes and okay. the problem is, is that actually we're all doing the same thing we're all just trying to uplift the country we're trying to help change lives we're trying to give people what they don't have the problem is we're all doing those that in silos which is part of what i learned from at the Hebrew Kaddisha. they just basically changed their way of being by looking at everything in a networking way by making group managers to look at making it fair and standardized and seeing how that worked and the value of it was when we start talking to each other and stop the idea of not wanting to share anything. Oh, we don't want to share our donation in case, but it sits there rotting and not useful after a while. Okay. And we don't want to share who is giving us work or donations in case you steal our person or our corporate. The idea, though, is that we need to stop the idea of, you know, trying to run without any help when the help is right there. And if we all just turned around and said, well, actually, I don't need this, do you? And you go, well, I don't need this, do you? And then you haven't spent any money and you got what you needed. And working together makes everybody stronger, not weaker. Oh, I think definitely. It's, it's, it's a basic. I remember years ago when I was a principal in schools in Israel, um, the city every year would send us all the principals and we were horrible competition towards each other. Our great friends, but we were competed for the, for students and competed for winning, winning our awards of the city best and the country best. And we were always competing, but for every year for three days, we were in a hotel, just the principals chilling and having fun and the education system in Jerusalem where I was achieved tremendously and then it became from the whole country different cities we all learned from each other 
and actually being good friends with my competition made us both better and stronger. Well, at least me. I, he's probably more <laughs> talented. But um, a- anyways, it was just a benefit. And we don't need to be worried about that. Definitely. I think we need to uh, be out there and support each other. And I think that also connects very strongly to what we spoke before the break about don't be scared to ask for help. Don't be scared to offer help. And it really don't be scared to offer help because if you do it in an appropriate way without asking questions, just offering, and this is where a big mistake comes in. Many times people go and say, what's wrong? I want to help. And that could be a problem. But if you come and say, I'm here to help. And if the other person wants to share what's wrong, then just create that platform, which I think what you're doing is amazing in that area. Um, I, I want to discuss, okay, so we do have another short, short, short ad break. Um, and when we come back, we're, we will get back to um, a very unique situation that's coming up, an event of kind of organizations supporting each other. And we will get to that and see how we could work a network. Any thoughts you have, 34519 is SMS line or 061-895-1019 on Telegram. A short break and we will be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. 1.9 We are back to the last final part of today's show. And in the studio, we've had an unbelievable discussion with Naomi Shower, who is a social worker, educator, and the CEO and founder of Connect. Before we continue in this discussion and get to our final part of it, a short announcement. Red Hills ex, um, Red, Red Hills ex, ex, whoa. What's happening? Do you see the end of the day? It's not happening. Okay, now that <laughs> Craig's always here to help. Uh, okay. Red Hills exceptional metric results position the school as one of the top private schools in the country with a 100% university attention, entrance and an outstanding 46% of students achieving an A average. It's clear that Red Hill School is getting it right, all while pres- pres- presenting the emotional and social well-being of each student. Isn't it time you booked a tour? Visit Red Hill at co.za or email info at redhill at co.za for more information. Red Hill Schools Building Excellence and Student at a Time. A student at a time. Okay. So, um, when we get to the, uh, as we're getting kind of to the last part of the show, um, when you have so many organizations with you, choose one that's coming up. What's happening? One event, one thing, one activity you're doing in the community. Sure. So obviously being in the space, I'm networking as much as I can. And there's already some of these lovely charities or networking events that Epic Foundation does. And we are partnering together with an organization called Nosh Food Rescue, which is managing to actually rescue food that's about to expire, which is an amazing thing. And we are having an event that's happening on the 21st of January. Unfortunately, the food isn't kosher. However, if you are interested in maybe gifting a meal or you know of somebody in a field that can assist us because it's going to be a huge event with entertainment. We do a money or the box entertainment. People with disabilities, some that are residents from Sowen Siegel, getting paid for their time, are going to be there. At 200 Rand, if you book under Connect, you could get food, entertainment, and we're also selling our stuff there. If you just want to come, 
please okay, do. Okay, so yeah, so okay, well, that's that's an example of something that's uh, what you and this is where I was going with it. That there's a few organizations coming together. If you yes, talk about yes. what Connects doing, the Nashbar, and um, having students from Selwyn Siegel, and like a whole community things of many people coming together, which. Unfortunately, isn't kosher, so we won't be able to attend. But the concept of bringing these people together or having an opportunity to help. So that is uh, um, fascinating work. I have to say that while we were here in the break, I was looking at your activity on your WhatsApp group and of the organizations. And just what you said of sharing resources. One of the heads of the organization said she has extra of something. Who can go pick it up for their thing or whatever it is. And to see how these resources are not getting wasted. Really well done, amazing. Anybody who wants to be in touch with you, how do they do that? So I think the easiest way is maybe just to email me because every situation will call for a different response. That's Naomi, N-A-O-M-I, at connect, spelled C-O-N-E-C-K-T, C-O-N-E-C-K-T dot org. So that's Naomi at connect dot org. Okay. And any idea that anybody has... And especially, which I think for us is relevant, I, I love the concept of parents and educators that have knowledge, helping other people, using their knowledge, feeling confident with their knowledge. And I just wish you, and it's us because it's all the organizations, lots of luck and success. And please, God, only the best out of it. Thank you so much for Thank being with us. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Okay. That was Naomi Shower that um, has put together an amazing, amazing network of a whole bunch of organizations here in the community helping and supporting each other almost in any topic and just worthwhile to see. I mean, it's got to be amazing because when you have over 90 organizations or whatever you have, there's so many brains together, something good has to happen out of that. So well done. And don't forget, Wednesday is a life-changing event. When is... um, um What's it called? Wednesday is a life-changing event happening on Siomashas, uh, Birshu. Just be part. Be part of every Jewish community in the world. Just be part of the world. Another SMS came in, but we're going to have to deal with it, and we will reply. Um, I'll ask Naomi to reply to the SMS privately because our time is up. 101.9. We have come, the show has come in, and we'll be back next Monday, 2 to 3. In the meantime, do something good and keep safe.